Welcome to Ideas, Ideas While High podcast, where we share creative aha idea moments from entrepreneurs who are successfully navigating the business world and give you practical steps to help bring your great idea to life. I'm your host, Mary Latrice. Let's chop it up. Who said Puff Puff Pass was canceled? Listen, I know being a stoner in 2020 has been interesting, to say the least, with this pandemic. But The Chillstone by JTT Accessories is here to help. The Chillstone is a premium hand-blown glass joint holder and one hitter too. It's reusable, easy to clean, hypoallergenic, and a natural filter. But most importantly, it's sanitary. Simply insert your joint for a snug fit and enjoy. It fits standard cigarettes, joints, blunts, with or without filters. Get yourself a chillstone today at jttip.com or check them out on Instagram at JTT Accessories. And 2020, let's pass joints, not germs, with the chillstone. In this week's episode of Ideas, John Chute, CEO and founder of Puff Creatives, discusses how charity work was ingrained in him at a young age, so giving back to his community came naturally. We discuss the importance of collaboration to help create an even greater change and how marketing can fuel this. He also shares when he realized he was walking in his purpose after sponsoring a successful charity event and seeing the impact it had on his community. All this and more. Okay, guys, today I am joined by John Shute, CEO of Puff Creative, a community-focused and award-winning cannabis marketing agency, and also the co-founder of Cannabis Doing Good, a community outreach platform that aims to create a purpose-driven cannabis network. Welcome to Ideas, John. I'm so excited to have you on. It's an honor. Thank you so much for having me, Mary. Seriously. We met digitally and now I'm on your podcast. It's awesome. No, that's so crazy. And I, I'll get back, I'll get into that in, in another part of the podcast, but I listened to some of your podcasts as well. So oh no, <laughs> yeah, for that sure. Sweet. I actually just switched mine over because I'm so busy. Like I love doing, I love doing my own podcast. It's so nice to have people like yourself on it and mm-hmm. just really great people in the industry, but I'm just, my time is like, you know, getting down to the wire. So I, I, decided, I, I decided to uh, make it like just the Puff Creative podcast and my business partner, Katie, is going to be kind of like co-hosting with me. So we're both going to be like teamworking it Perfect. and uh, t- turning it into a video. And I would love to have you on there. <laughs> Whenever you're be feeling, honored. like the time is right. <laughs> Absolutely. That's how we kick off podcasts. Just invite each other to each other's podcasts. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. All right. So first, we're going to start off with what was your first experience with plant medicine? Do you have any funny stories? Oh, man. It's yeah. What's funny is I was just talking about it today with my friend, just like how we reacted the first time we smoked weed. Um, uh-huh. but, What's interesting is I grew up in New Jersey, you know, similar to you're in Georgia, right? Yes. Grew up in Massachusetts, but I am in Georgia. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, mean, I guess mass wasn't really legal until recently too. So mm-hmm. yeah, I grew up like my whole life thinking that like if I smoked weed, I was going to die or like cops were going to like come out of the bushes and like arrest me. And it was just, oh, like, wow. a horrible thing. And like my friends like discovered weed to my friends and they slept over one night and we like baked out my room <laughs> and, uh, I was talking to today. I was like, I feel like that may have been like the highest I've ever been. 
you know and like I was like making like animal noises and like just acting so goofy and it just it felt so good just to like let go you know uh-huh. it's like it's like kind of all I remember I was like man I never like just let my mind like let go for a second and like uh-huh. you know and it's interesting because like you know again like a year after I smoked for the first time I think one of my friends got caught and then we all got in trouble and like we weren't allowed to hang out and you know people were judging me and like calling me a drug addict just uh, for being a young kid smoking weed you know it's uh, like so, so ridiculous how old were um, you I was like 13 probably okay okay and fair mental yeah, age it was I mean I was pretty young but like yeah I was like just entering high school and like getting into sports and yeah it was just like weird to be like treated that way and mm-hmm. um I didn't smoke for like a year after I got in trouble and then I uh continued to kind of do it like later in high school mm-hmm. and um you know, I kind of realized that I think that I've just always had like really bad attention deficit disorder. Cause I'm like, kind of like an adrenaline junkie. Like I surf and skateboard and do all that stuff. And I'm also a drummer. And what I've realized is that like when I'm stoned and like able to do these like activities and stuff, I really enjoy it kind of like slows things down for me. And like, I almost feel like at ease, you know, and it's weird because I, I play music and I like play drums and sing at the same time. I've never mm-hmm. had like a music lesson in my life. Really? Um, but yeah, I just, I'm able to do it because like, I feel like there's so much going on at once. It almost makes things slow for me. I guess it's kind of like how I can run my company too. It's like, you know, I have like a million things going on at once all the uh-huh. time. So are you um, self-taught with the drums? Yeah. Yeah. I'm completely self-taught. Yeah. Same thing with like singing and stuff. And yeah, I got into all that. Like I got into like heavy into like music and like extreme sports Mm -hmm. as I was like entering college with the EQ. And then obviously like, you know, my opinion, like cannabis really just enhances all of those things, you know, art, music, you know, skateboarding, surfing. That's funny. I was just talking to this today, like the two people in the car I was with, they had their first time smoking. They didn't even feel it. They said, but we all agreed that it like made, you know, over time we realized it made us better at a lot of uh-huh. things that we like enjoy. Uh-huh. You know? So awesome. I'm not sure if that, if that really, if it's like tells, answers your question, but that's absolutely. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That experimental age when you're just trying stuff out and glad it was marijuana and not like tobacco and alcohol, you know, you could have went down a whole yeah. different path. Oh. Um, oh my God. I mean, totally. And a lot of my friends took a really weird path with like opiates and stuff in the Northeast. Um, mm-hmm. And that's like a huge reason why I, get, I just got involved in the cannabis industry in general. Mm-hmm. I didn't even, and I still don't even think about it this way. You know, it, it totally is like a huge, there's so much money in it. Obviously, you know, you see mm-hmm. the news every day, Yeah, but that's not even really why I got in it necessarily. Like, obviously, like we all need money to survive and make the mm-hmm. world go around. And obviously, I, you know, I want to be successful, but what really drives me is like the education side of things. When I, mm-hmm. like after I graduated college, like I, I noticed like a lot of friends just getting into, you know, painkillers, opiates and really struggling. Like, you know, I had a few pass away. You know, I started doing my research and looking into how cannabis was like such like a great alternative for people who struggled with like drug abuse. And mm-hmm. that was kind of what, what originally like motivated me to like get involved. I mean, obviously I was like, wow, this is such a cool new industry. And you know, this is like six years ago. That was really why I got involved. And it's really cool because now we're potentially going to be putting together this like opiate awareness um, guide, you know, here in the new year with Leaf 411, who's like a nurse hotline, if you're Uh friends of ours. 
So really excited about that. You know, it all, it all just comes back to like just educating people and like the possibilities, you know? That's awesome. And yeah, and that's going to bring me to a later question because I, I remember listening to an episode on your podcast where you talked about teaching a course and how you enjoyed that at a college, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. So what- <laughs> you know, you no, know, you know, it's so funny. I have to tell, this is a funny story, actually. I, they asked me to speak at the college all the time and I just uh-huh. spoke, I just spoke last week and I just had one of those days where I just was being a stoner and I got to my dentist appointment and, you know, I had some work to do, but I just got home and I smoked and I like, I got that kind of high where I was like, man, I probably shouldn't have smoked before. Oh yeah. Then I realized I I had to do a podcast with like one of the most important people in like global cannabis. Oh God. Um, me doing the podcast with him. And I was just like kind of nervous because he's like really important. Mm-hmm. And I got through it and it was awesome. And then I smoked again to celebrate like an idiot. <laughs> and then I realized 20 minutes later, I had to speak to a class of like over a hundred students. Okay. And I was like, oh my God, I completely okay. forgot. <laughs> <laughs> so I kind of went into that really like paranoid. But then right when I started, I just told them all I was high. Okay, good. Yeah, I like smoothed it over. I was like, this is the only way I'm going to be able to get through this and like actually not be worried the whole time. And it went so well. The teacher's like, wow, that was like the most informative lecture we've had in this class. Transparency. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I've been speaking there for the past like two or three years now. Um, Okay. So you're speaking there. Okay. You're not. Okay. Perfect. That's nice. No, but it's making me kind of want to start doing that though. Mm -hmm. I I really, again, I really do enjoy it. And, you know, if there's anything I've learned from the past year is, you know, I really think it's important for like the youth to be exposed to like things like this, you know, Mm -hmm. early on. You know, so this is a good way and a good time and people are, you know, college is a great time to learn about things like this, especially now because there's so much opportunity, let yeah. alone all the health and mental wellness and, you know, that's involved with cannabis, you know. Yeah. Itself, so. And that's going to be needed now that the kind of the world has taken a different direction in terms of just everything. Oh, man, more than ever. I mean, mental that's that's, mm-hmm. that's it. That's what it's all about. I think before we started the podcast, I mentioned we put together this mental health guide and we're going to be doing a series of these guides. And the purpose, you know, we wanted to kick things off with the mental health guide because, you know, just to be real, you know, myself and everyone on my team are just struggling. You know, it's like, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, we're very grateful to still be working. But, you know, I, I think that this whole pandemic and just the state of the the United States and the state of the world just takes a toll on everyone in its own way. Yeah. Being in like a leadership role, it's like, man, like I just feel like this time and like more than ever was like, I need to relate to my staff Mm -hmm. and I really, I want to motivate them to like use our creativity and power for good. Mm -hmm. Um, The guide series was kind of like this far-fetched idea and we kind of just sent it and just like put together this mental health guide. It's like a 15, 20 page PDF. It's very, it's very visually digestible, but it has some really great written information. Um, The goal with it is to really provide people with just digestible things because I feel like, you know, everyone is just scrolling through social media and like, Mm. just doesn't take a second to read. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we want to make the, all this really, really important information digestible and readily available for people. So yeah, we started with the mental health guide because that, you know, I think it's just crucial that, you know, people have access to information like that. We do mention some ways that like microdosing with, you know, CBD and cannabis can help, but you know, the moral of the story is like, whenever you suggest someone should utilize cannabis for anything, 
you have to make them realize that it, it affects everyone differently. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is good to you know, start small for sure. And the world we live in now, for the most part, a lot of people have access to microdosing now, which is like nice, but not in Georgia yet. And still not in New Jersey. Yeah. (laughs) And I live in Atlanta. So we're a little bit different. I feel like from the rest of Georgia when it comes to cannabis, because I, from the time I moved here in 2010, I was able to really socially smoke. Yeah. My friend friend lives in Atlanta too. And he said the same thing. Yeah. It's like like, pretty acceptable. It is. It really is out here. So just need to go on ahead and then and, and legalize it. I know it's so silly. It doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> so, can you share your story behind Puff Creative? So, what were you doing right before you had the idea for your company, and what did you do immediately during? Oh man, that's a great question. So, silly enough, I was actually managing at a nightclub in South Florida okay. right before I got into cannabis marketing. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't really feel fulfilled doing that. Mm-hmm. So I just, you know, again, it was right around that same time I lost some friends to opiates and like just was like, man, I really want to make a change in like my friend's life and family's life. And how can I get involved in this industry that has so much potential? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, you know, I think it was like right, like July 4th, you know, 2000, I don't even know, 14 or something like that was like my last day drove home back to Jersey that night, broke down in Virginia. But I think I applied to this cannabis job for a contract manufacturing company, like right before I left. And then by the time I got to Jersey, I got it. And it was like this remote job as like a marketing director for this contract manufacturer in California. So they were basically like bottling, doing pre-rolls, you know, making tinctures, uh, tablets, you know, all these different edibles and stuff for all these brands all over the state of California. There wasn't many contract manufacturers who actually had legit licenses then either, but they did. So I was very intrigued. They had their own in-house brands too. So I was like able to learn how just everything worked from start to finish, you know, like how do you sell products? You know, oh, you know how to make a relationship with the bud tenders who are mainly the ones pushing the products in the stores or Uh how do you get huge masses amount of cannabis legally? this is the process of you have to do this or how do you get your products into a hundred stores? Well, you should partner with a distribution company. How is this product made? How do you differentiate a product? Mm-hmm. How do you differentiate a brand? So I learned just how everything worked from like the inside out, which I don't think many people like getting involved in the industry, especially with like a niche, like marketing really have that opportunity. Yeah. Um, so I was just exposed to so much. And what's funny is I had an intern at the time. It was on my business partner, Katie. And we were just crushing it for this company, Yeah, um, learning a lot. And then like, it was like a month before I got married and right when Katie quit her job for this one, they were just like, oh, never mind." No. Yeah. It was like, oh, wait, what? I've been working for, you know, like a thousand dollars a month for the past like six months about to get married. And I made you guys like, you know, a ton of money. So yeah, it was just like really interesting to be in that situation. Mm -hmm. And her and I like realized our value or like, maybe we should do something. And um, yeah, I was just skateboarding with my buddy who I grew up with out here in Colorado. Uh-huh. Um, the photographer was a web designer and he's like, you should just do your own thing. And I was like, oh, you know, I should. <laughs> and I was like, dude, you should do it with me. Cause I need you. <laughs> um, and then I was like, Hey, like my intern got really screwed over. Like I can't actually do everything I need to do without her kind of assisting me. 
let's, you know, like, let's be business partners, the three of us and like turn this really shitty situation into a really good one, you know? That's awesome. So that's how it started. We kind of just, you know, we were like, fuck, like, I guess we need, or sorry for cursing on your phone. Oh, go ahead. Uh, um, You know, we were just like, man, we need a logo and we need a name. And originally we wanted to be Lit Labs. That was like our. Okay. I love it. It was taken. It was taken. It was taken though. Yeah. There's a Lit Labs. Like someone had the domain. It was like someone took the social handles. So we were like, oh, okay. Like what's something else that's like cannabis or like, oh, puff. And, you know, like, oh, we're like, we really like clouds. And we went into this like research about like, you know, how clouds kind of like, just kind of make the world go around almost, you know, and provide mm-hmm. like rain, precipitation, kind of like replenishes the oceans, creates winds. And uh, anyway, we're like, wow, we could really, you know, connect people and connect our network with the cannabis industry and, you know, help make this industry go around, you know, like kind of propel it in the direction yeah. that we see. So yeah, we were like, we need it with, let's do maybe Puff Creative or something like that. But what's funny is I want to say like the first or second round of the logos, like, you know, we were just like, we made so many different versions of it, you know? And I think my business partner like left off the E and forgotten F and was like trying to shorten it. And like, I think we went, we were like, oh, let's do one F and he like forgot the E and we were like, wow, that's actually way cooler without the E. (laughs) so we kind of just were like let's make it one word and it's just way easier for like a domain and like social handles and like searchability and stuff like that too you know obviously like when we do search terms you type in puff you know i think puffco probably hates us um (laughs) but that's probably it right now i think there's yeah so but yeah that's how it started And, and initially like the main goal was like just make a splash like shake things up we like mm-hmm. make people know who we are we start meeting influencers let's start talking to brands and start going to events and i really took like initiative on that and really was relying on them for a lot of like the design and like putting things together on the back end uh-huh. and i just kind of threw myself into into it heavy and the changing point for us was my whole life my parents always ran businesses and like did uh, big charity events every year so I want to say that's why, like, it's just ingrained in my brain to just like, hey, if you run a business, like, you should totally be giving back to community and like helping other people. And that's when things mm-hmm. changed for us. We threw a big event here, and our first year was like on our year anniversary. We didn't really know anyone in Denver. We just threw this event for the sexual assault nonprofit here, the Colorado Coalition Against Sexual Assault, mm-hmm. and we had like 400 people come out. We raised like four thousand dollars for them. It was awesome. We had like a live concert. And, food and vendors and it was really sweet and a huge part of that was that's where i met my partners at cannabis doing good you know they helped us with certain logistics of the event and we just kind of had these like great ideas we were bouncing off each other yeah that's kind of how that all formed too and now everything that we're doing is just really evolving into all these really really cool programs like you know we're working with you know last prisoner project right now love them um, yeah we just launched our uh, our also our nonprofit called the cannabis impact fund strictly just focused on social injustice at the moment love you it. know the cannabis doing good program uh, my mom runs a foundation that helps the children's hospital in Pennsylvania which is which mm-hmm. is great uh, we also work with like a suicide uh, prevention uh, an awareness nonprofit as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and a few others, you know, we don't really cut ourselves off to anyone. Mm-hmm. That's like the best part about marketing is like, you know, you can really help anyone. 
you know, mm-hmm. help fuel their fire, like especially good people because the world needs more good people. Absolutely. Absolutely. Love the last prisoner project. So you just auctioned off one of my chill stones. Um, and no way. Funds. Yeah. If you, you check on there, there's a really sparkly one uh, that I started that I'd be dazzled that, you know, all the money went to a good cause. So, and that, yeah. that was my thing with my company was I wanted to, I said, if, Lord, if I can find a way to make money in this industry, I'm going to give back. I'm going to give back. So I'm slowly figuring out the best way to do that. Exactly. And it's tough to figure out like, you know, when you're like a business owner and I kind of like, I, like I do a lot of consulting these days with different companies to just like help them figure out like who they are and like what really makes sense for their business model, you know, because mm-hmm. everyone's working around so many different types of limitations with budgets, timelines, pressure, this mm-hmm. investor, that investor, um, whatever it may be. So, you know, I really try to formulate like custom solutions for people to help them reach their goals. Cause it's like, you know, a lot of the times what we like, not all the time, you know, but a lot of times, like, I feel like the people who just are doing such great things and have such great products and mm-hmm. just get the short end of the stick sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, it really, it hurts to see that. So we try to make ourselves available for really anyone. And we are, you know, always trying to help people and we have a lot of really, really great partners too um, that can help support, you know, folks out there just trying to, just trying to do it because mm-hmm. this industry is only going to just keep getting crazier, which is really cool. And I feel like um, we only touch the surface when it comes to oh, man. Plant. like only scratch, you know? <laughs> well, I, I mean, they're coming out with all these different, like, yes. four, like different cannabinoids now too. Mm-hmm. It's like, there's this way we just started working with a Delta eight company Mm. Um, which is a psychoactive cannabinoid you can buy and order online, Yeah, um, which is awesome. And I see that they just discovered this other, I think it's like Delta 10 THC something. I can't or, keep up. It, I can't yeah, keep it's up. like 30 times stronger than normal THC. I'm like, I don't even know if I want to try that. I'm like, yeah, like <laughs> medical purposes. <laughs> yeah, like, geez, I'm going to have like a heart attack. Oh, God. oh, man. I know something like, yeah, like it's like weird. I'll eat like edibles, you know, to help like with like muscle relaxation and sleep and stuff. And a lot so of times works. I'm fine. I'm fine. Uh-huh. But then sometimes I'll eat one and I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, so high right now. <laughs> so that brings me to the next question is how how has your consumption evolved over time i know you started when you're 13 but i'm sure oh man it's yeah you know it was heavy i feel like i went through this huge like smoking blunts you know in high school mm. and college that was like my big thing or like you know huge bong rips like you know you think you're uh-huh. you know i thought it was like really cool to do that <laughs> but you know as i've aged i'm i'm a big bowl guy it's okay fun. I actually thought that my consumption was like kind of slowing down. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, ever since COVID happened, I kind of just back on the train heavy. Again. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it just kind of was like, man, like, fuck it. Like we, I need to, I just need to smoke yeah. and just e- ease, you know, the transition of every day, basically at this point. Absolutely. But um, I would say that the, the most important part of like my evolution of consumption is just like my knowledge of like myself and of the plant. Like I know if I'm like in pain or like if I'm sore, feeling certain ways, like how to just get the cannabinoid levels, right? Like how to incorporate CBD or, mm-hmm. you know, maybe I want to do a one-to-one, you know, joint instead of like a, a straight THC joint or, mm-hmm. you know, maybe I should just see edibles. Maybe I should just do edibles, you know, if like I'm in pain or I can't sleep or stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I incorporate them like throughout my day, you know, okay. in different ways. But yeah, you know, I do take, like, I would say I probably take like a few bullets throughout the day, but I'm also 
you know, I do a CBD tincture in the morning and before bed. Um, I do topicals. Like I get hurt all the time, uh-huh. uh, just skateboarding and stuff. So <laughs> topical paired with like, you know, an ingestible cannabinoid is like such a great way oh, to wow. target, target pain. So yeah, I think that I would say that's kind of like how it's involved. I've been a consistent, just like, you know, cannabis consumer for a long time. Uh-huh. Do you have but, any rituals? Man, I mean, I'd say the ritual right now is just the old wake and bake, you yeah. know, <laughs> that's the, uh, the consistent one. You know, sometimes I'll do that and then like eight hours will go by somehow. I'd like, I'm so busy with work. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, that's been like the go-to for a long time. It's funny, like right before COVID, I just started getting into not consuming. Like I was like, oh, I'm not going to smoke during the work day. And then like a week later, <laughs> yeah. the world turned upside down. I was like, psych, yeah. we're back. We're back in action. <laughs> About that. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Which I'm sure like, you know, so many people like weed uh-huh. consumption is just like tripled. I totally was like drinking more alcohol too. Mm. And I actually had stopped drinking in the new year and I feel great. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. It feels so good. I, so I Crazy. might be jumping the gun on this question, but you did mention that you are expecting a little bundle. Have you thought I about have. how you want to explain or introduce the plant to them? Because I know I thought about it right away. Like, how am I? Gonna- yeah, you, yeah. You know, <laughs> I, it's funny. I honestly don't know what to say because I feel like how I feel about it right now, like, is going to completely change once I am like a dad in action. You yeah. know, yeah. Just because like my parents were weed consumers and then like treated me a weird way about it, but it's also yeah. because like I was in New Jersey and like they were just probably making sure I didn't get arrested. <laughs> you yeah. know, at the end of the day. So you know, I think that we're not necessarily going to be like obnoxious and be doing it around her like growing up, but I don't think we're going to make it something that we necessarily like hide. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think that like. You know, when she's a teenager, like, you know, we should totally like talk about it for sure. Because yeah, like I wish that someone had that talk with me when I was like at that age, instead of like making me more depressed and like more anxious about like my own self, you know, when you're like just discovering yourself Mm -hmm. Um, for people to make you feel like a certain way for a plant now that's essential during a pandemic. It's almost like I'm a jaded vet, you know, like, uh, like as the industry progresses, I'm just like looking back at like all those parrots. I'm like, man, told you, so, you know, like, man, like, why did you make me feel like that? Like, but you know, I don't have resentment or anything just because again, like you're in a state where it's illegal. Like they mm-hmm. probably didn't want their kids going to jail either. And that's exactly. the reality of it. Exactly. It's messed up, you know? So, yeah, I mean, hopefully, you know, we'll be always just in a legal state. So it's just a normal thing. I don't even think it needs to be like uh, at this point in my mind. I'm like, it's not even like a weird thing. Like, it's just normal. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like so much better. It's like literally changing people's lives and making them feel better every day. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, yeah, like always, you know, it's like funny. I think my wife read me something yesterday. It's like, do you ever feel like you just inhale some weed and just exhale all that bullshit that was bothering you before like immediately you know after the first hit it's like what else Mm -hmm. does that for you and like isn't like completely harming your body you know yeah it's insane like i'm like man i'm a better athlete on it (laughs) like i'm a better musician on this like i can't say the same thing for like other drugs or alcohol you know Mm -hmm. um so yeah it's just such a unique plan i'm just beyond it's so really cool to be able to like talk about it at this level I never thought this would be a thing, you know, yeah. who would have thought, you know, growing up like, the, oh, got in trouble when I was 13 and now I'm you know, 30 
just talking high as shit, talking to college students, and they know it. <laughs> awesome. I think that's like the highlight of my. That's like the highlight of my career, probably right there. <laughs> so you said you drums and sing now. Yeah. Did you? You're in Colorado. I Man. actually had the idea for the Chillstone when I was at Red Rocks. Are you into EDM? Or that type of music or what type of music are you into? Yeah, I'm, I'm really into everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I really do enjoy like jam bands and stuff like that just okay. because I love playing improv music myself. But mm-hmm. I also like I'm a rapper and I also, you know, like I love reggae. I love folk. I love mm-hmm. just disco. I love it all. Um, okay. I don't really shut myself off the music at all. You know, I will uh-huh. say like I'm not. It's too many people say it's like I'm not like a country pop uh-huh you know what uh-huh. i mean but i'm also not gonna like i i just can't you like what you music. like when you like it mm-hmm. well yeah but i also just like don't i feel like a lot of people close themselves off the music and mm-hmm. i think a lot of people will just like oh i just don't like that genre so i'm not even gonna give it a chance mm-hmm. where i feel like people should just be like way more open to it you know mm-hmm. like it's such like a beautiful thing and i get so many different feelings and like different types of inspiration mm-hmm. being a musician and being like an artist and a creative um it's really cool to open my mind to, to things and i wouldn't choose like an edm show over like a jam show or like a hip-hop mm-hmm. show but mm-hmm. i love edm music too and i've had some okay. of the best times of my life at EDM concerts. Yeah. You know? i encourage people to like play music in some way and also just to like open up your mind to stuff that you might have you like people just will close their mind for like no reason because like their friend told them it wasn't cool mm-hmm. or like you know it's and that's just silly Music's another thing. Music and cannabis can have so much impact on people's lives at like a global scale, I feel like, but we just don't utilize them properly. Uh-huh. Absolutely. I live for music. I love music. I actually have a little bonus episodes I'm doing where, and as I'm going through my journey as well, too, the way I translate music has changed. Um, mm. There are words and messages and music that I'm picking up that just help raise my vibration. That's just amazing sometimes. So we have this. It is amazing, right? Like it? I, yeah, I feel like that's the like one of the best feelings in the world is just like the coffee, the weed, the music hit just right. And you had like a life changing moment. You know, mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like that's like you're, like you're in the car and you're like, wow. Yeah. I, I, I feel like so good to be alive. And I just thought of the best idea in the world. Right? You know? The best <laughs> like, ideas. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, it, like that, those moments are like what I live for. I wish I had more of those, you know, mm-hmm. I, I feel like I, you know, I'm like, sometimes you just get distracted by mm-hmm. the bullshit of like that we have to do to survive in this mm-hmm. world. Absolutely. Trying to stay grounded is, is so important. Um, so as a business owner starting off, what is there anything you struggled with in the market? Man, I think there was a lot of things we struggled with. I could probably <laughs> an infinite amount, you know, you don't realize it until you really look back. I would say the number one thing that I've learned over time is to be grounded, actually, what you just said, because I think that there's been situations where I may have like overreacted without thinking. Mm-hmm. And that has trickled down into, you know, and in an industry like cannabis, where it's like so big, but so small, you never know how that's going to translate with people. You know, and I think that like when you're in a marketing agency and like when you're in such a special industry like this, it's really good to understand people's situations and Mm -hmm. talk about things and like not lose your cool. Not Mm -hmm. saying that I like freaked out or like yelled at someone or anything like that, but there's just like, you know, being like, I think I was like 26 
when we first started and like a few of like my responses to certain situations were probably like not the best. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, and I think that everyone struggles with that, whether it's like business or like personal life or yeah. communicating with your significant other family members. So yeah, I think that like, it's like, it almost took like my business experience to make me realize that and like translate it to like my normal life too. And I think that that in the long term has helped me maintain us getting to like where we're at. So yeah, like anyone that I think is starting any type of business in general, like that, just that right there is like worth so much because it's really easy to overreact and get frustrated, like especially in cannabis, because when I first got into it, it was kind of cutthroat and it still kind of is, you know, mm-hmm. um, like there's a lot of people out there that aren't don't talk about it just like the way that we're talking about it right now. Mm-hmm. And it's strictly money driven and, you know, it's strictly not sacred you know like i I view it as like a sacred thing Mm. i don't want to see people lose that respect for it you know and another thing too is i just took the i think the the heart not the harder route but just like the less the path less traveled in the sense Mm -hmm. that we've always been this community focused team focused family Mm -hmm. focused you know that those types of things are so important and it's so easy to lose track of that stuff throughout the journey especially in the beginning Mm -hmm. Um, because so much is happening at once in the beginning. You're just trying to talk to so many different people just to get off the ground and like Mm -hmm. make it happen. And yeah, you can lose track of like, what's really important. Absolutely. Um, You mentioned the path of Lee of what did you know? You said the path of, I meant most resistance, most resistance, but it's, it's your path. I feel like of least resistance because you're leading with such awesome intentions. So it's going to be totally, I think it's, yeah. I think you're totally right. Exactly. I think it was least resistance for me, but like from another perspective, it would be, you know, maybe like a bit of the harder route. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and again, like, obviously like we need money to pay our staff and like make our business run, but there's just, I think there's like a right and the wrong way to like go about how Mm -hmm. you approach that. And I'm still learning every single day. You know, Mm -hmm. I think I make mistakes all the time. I'll be the first to admit I always like leave myself open to it, but like to constructive criticism from like my team and like partners and stuff. And I really think it's important that like my team shares with me, like how they feel about their job, about themselves, about, you know, and how we can like keep progressing. Something we're actually doing an exercise right now with our team, just getting them to list off like six things that they want to see improve that would just make their lives better. I feel like it's really important for business owners to do that. You know, check in with your staff. They're the ones that are making it happen, you know? Absolutely. You have to have that level of compassion and understanding for other people's situations. It's so important. Mm -hmm. What advice would you give or what's one thing that you've learned so far and advice you would would give to business owners coming up? On top of those two things or those few things I just mentioned, Mm -hmm. the most important thing is just don't give up. Mm. I see it happen a lot. I've fallen victim to having the thoughts. Same (laughs) <laughs> it's if you already gave up before you started, you know, like just don't do it. You're yeah. just going to waste your time. You really got to go into it like this is it. Cause that's the only way that this world is going to, but what you make your little carve in it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's been the most important thing. Like there's been so many times where I've just been like, you know, sitting okay. here <laughs> yeah, at this desk, like we just want to scream fuck at the top of my lungs and, you know, just like, you know, like, oh man, maybe it'd be easier if I just like work for someone else, you know, and didn't have like all this responsibility on my back. And maybe, you know, maybe I'll be a better husband or, you know, better dad or 
but I think that this actually like not giving up and like really being passionate makes me a better person because it's truly me going like surrendering to you know the flow and the ether of like what mm. feels right. And it's so hard for people to do that, you know. If surrender, yes, it is. I don't, yeah, like if you're in the, of everything. Like, <laughs> yeah, just you, that's the thing is like if you're going to start a business, you have to. Yes, yeah, surrender to that flow and really understand like what you're getting yourself into and go into it with that that right mindset. Because I would say like every freaking day has been an, an adventure. Mm. Um, I could write like three books. You at should least. start doing some memoir. <laughs> the I memoir of John Shoot. Just to experience like relationships with like clients and business situations you find yourself in and when you start getting like sued and stuff like that, I remember mm-hmm. like, our, like we got sued one, like twice, I think in four years, stupid, oh. stupid suits. And like, I was so stressed out about it. Like the world was going to end. And I talked to um, a friend of mine who actually runs another agency around here. Hybrid, uh, hybrid creative. They're awesome. They do great work. Mm-hmm. Um, we've collaborated on projects and Greg, I would say is kind of like a mentor of mine. And, you know, I was like, kind of just like complaining to him. And he's like, dude, what are you complaining about, man? He's like, that means you're a real business now. You're getting sued. Like, <laughs> Embrace like, the contract. I didn't even think <laughs> about that. Yeah, like, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's just interesting. You know, again, like every day is a ride. And I just, you know, I love learning the lessons and going through <laughs> with my team. And those negative thoughts, do you know, that it's impossible for them not to cross your mind, especially in like the climate that we live in right now. Mm-hmm. You know, what's this like the largest, like, economic deficit between rich and poor ever yeah. <laughs> it's interesting you know yeah when did you realize that you were walking in your purpose oh I don't know if I've ever been asked that um <laughs> <At> what moment <laughs> I think it was actually like that event I told you about um yeah. that first one we did because yeah like things are pretty crazy like leading up to that like I did the whole thing myself like I organized it all and like wow just put everything together and obviously I had I had some help but like just seeing that come together and like what was possible and I like really put my mind to things I'm like wow like I this has been a year of my uh, like a business I started and I had I threw this event and there's all these people here and we're actually like making a change mm-hmm. this is kind of always and I'm like this is actually like the goal I was trying to reach. And Mm -hmm. I feel like when you have that, like you have to realize, like, how do you keep that going? Mm. You know, it's like, once you reach a goal, um, you really need to think about like creating other ones or already have those goals planned. And it's just now I just, I'm I'm almost like, man, I might have too many, but I just stay focused on continuing that path, you know, of just Mm -hmm. growing the right way and like helping along the way. Okay. So how has your vision and mission evolved or has it since you started Puff? Yeah, I think I didn't really realize how much of an impact that you can have when you do like just take the route that we took. Mm -hmm. Now my vision is like thinking just way bigger change um, Mm -hmm. through like this stuff like these guides. And it's had to adapt so much during COVID because a huge part of what we were doing prior to COVID was very event focused. Like, you know, we were throwing uh cannabis doing good events all over the country um and a bunch here in denver and yeah it was it was like to to the event space just to like completely fall off but still have the ability to adapt to the digital space in that same Mm -hmm. type of way that's made it evolve so much and then when you really get down to it i mean events are great but you can even almost have more of an impact digitally in this in this climate that we live in 
Yeah, that's kind of like how it's evolved. Like I've realized that like there's you, like you can't do everything yourself. So that's why I just try to collaborate with all these great people that I've met over the years. I know they're great people. I know exactly what they're working on. I know that they would love to work with us. I know that if we work together, we can we can have more impact of like a much larger impact together than individually. So yeah, I just I think I just now my mission is to keep bringing good people together and you know fueling the fire. And I need like the agency exists because the marketing is what can really fuel all this great things that we're mm-hmm. that we're trying to do. Yeah, um, and a huge part of that too is like working with the right clients as well. Mm-hmm. Um, getting them involved and making sure that they're on the same page with us and have that same vision. Mm-hmm. Um, so I hope that answers your question. Yeah, I no, always I get off topic. I feel like it has a, an amazing foundation. So I think it just allows your, you know, everything to blossom how it's supposed to. What advice would you give to your younger self? Man, these are like the best questions <laughs> I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> Man, I, you know, I think that I, I would... I honestly, this is weird that this comes to mind, but I think it'd just be like, be more organized. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of like stuff that like becomes issues and like, because we're like just growing and stuff. And yeah, I think I, you know, I think I could have probably figured out like better systems like early on and like yeah. thought those things through. And also just like, yeah, like keeping that level head, like those two things, like, mm-hmm. I think that's what I would, that's, oh, that's yeah, I've never even like that one now. I mean, it's not my younger self, but I, am awful with organization sometimes um trying to do everything so outsourcing is gonna be my, my yeah for certain things for sure yeah I think that and that's like something I personally am like trying struggling with is just letting go of mm-hmm. stuff because yeah like I really am the one like pushing this like growth and like this expansion mm-hmm. um you know I kind of do so much in a day and like be plugged into so much stuff and help so many people at once so yeah it's like certain things I think that like I wish I you know, organized like some certain systems better, like earlier on and thought about letting go of things sooner. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but I think that would constant, that's a constant struggle with like leaders or like CEOs um, of organizations. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think that's what I would say. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to like think on that and like start out my podcast with you with the real answer. Uh, that, well, you're going like to love really the next good. one then. <laughs> oh man, sick. Well, what do you want your legacy to be? Oh, Man. I love those. I love those responses. <laughs> These are awesome. I really like this. No, this is great. I really just want to go down as being a good dad and husband, I guess, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and like awesome. um, mm-hmm. people knowing that like, I really truly just care about other people. I think people are like scared to admit that, you know, You're a good like, human. it's okay to be a good human. Yeah. You know, I would love to go down. Like that'd be my legacy is like, great dad great mm-hmm. husband and just really wanted to help others type of type of life absolutely um because yeah i get to enjoy so many great things and i just i really feel grateful for the life i've lived and everything i get to experience it feels good to like do you know do all those things absolutely is there anything new and exciting you want us to know about i know you mentioned the mental health guide cannabis doing good um, yeah mm-hmm. i mean I would say, you know, totally look into our nonprofit, the CannabisImpactFund.org. We're benefiting a lot of really, really great organizations in the social injustice realm right now. Um, We're going to be over the next year, I would say, keep an eye out for all the different series of guides that we're going to be covering. 
opiate awareness, veteran awareness, anti-racism, mm-hmm. um, things around that, around those uh, spectrums. And yeah, pay attention for my podcast with you. Uh, coming up here, <laughs> um, and again, like we have a, a bunch of real, like our best marketing work we probably have ever done is going to be released, you know, over the next, you know, three to four months. Wow. Um, I'm really proud of that, but you know, the other stuff to me is what's most important. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you know, and, and I'm sure there's going to be so much more, you know, tomorrow when I wake up and just like that coffee and the music and the weed hit just right you know coffee and kush yes yes (laughs) music Mm -hmm. absolutely uh how can everyone reach you i'm pretty much on every social platform personally it's john shoot underscore it's j-o-h-n-s-h-u-t-e underscore i'm not that cool uh you should totally (laughs) follow puff creative though that's where i'll be hosting like sending the podcast out we have all of our social handles are at puff creative p-u-f C-R-E-T-I-V, one word. Our Puff Podcast, we have a special Instagram for that. It's called Puff Pod, P-U-F, P-U-F-P-O-D. So yeah, I think that's like a good place for people to start. If you want to look deeper into any of the like programs or like info or people I mentioned, it's all on our website, you know, puffcreative.com. There's a lot of really good info on there about our partners and some great work that we've done. Absolutely. And all this information um, that he talked about, I'll put it in the show notes as well. So your cannabis doing good and any other important links will be in our show notes. Um, So thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it in this wonderful conversation. Yeah, likewise. Thank you so much for joining me this week. I'm beyond grateful for the opportunity to share these inspirational stories with you. If you are enjoying the podcast, please support, like, subscribe, and leave a review. Let me know your thoughts. Also share it with anyone you think could use a dose of inspiration. Last but not least, please follow me on social media. You can find me at high on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Stay high, stay creative, people. Prisoner Project is a nonprofit coalition of cannabis industry leaders, executives, and artists dedicated to bringing restorative justice to the cannabis industry. We here at Hideas wholeheartedly support their values and believe that anyone profiting from the legal cannabis industry has a moral imperative to work towards restorative justice. No one, I repeat, no one should be in jail suffering from the war on drugs which disproportionately impacts communities of color. Want to get involved? Here are some ways. Follow them on social media, subscribe to their newsletter, volunteer, donate, or join the letter writing program. Please find links to their page in the show notes.